Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Heron, and I am happy to report that we are less than a month away from season 16 of The Bachelorette. Some are saying that the colder weather on the East Coast is a sign that fall is here, but for me, it's a sign that we are finally getting some new Bachelor content after months of feeling abandoned by Chris Harrison. This week, I had the chance to talk to Bachelor royalty, Sean and Catherine Lowe. I got their take on Claire's upcoming season of the show and did a little reminiscing with them on season 17 of The Bachelor. But first, I am joined by Us Weekly social media editor, Kelly Lasky, to help me break down some other Bachelor news. Hello, Kelly. Hey, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Of course. How are you? How are you feeling as every single day we get closer and closer to new content from The Bachelor? I'm very, very excited because I feel like I don't have anything to watch right now. And like I watched Dancing with the Stars last week because I literally didn't have anything to watch. And I feel like that's just that's just not good to have to do that. You know, that's why I watched Dancing with the Stars too. I They had the highest ratings ever, actually. And I think it's because of everyone's at home. Um, but it was nice to see Caitlin. I thought she did a great job. Yeah, she did a really good job. I watched mostly the, I mostly watched the first hour of the episode, and I was just shocked at how bad people were. Like I was like, I think I'm wasting my time right now. But Caitlin did a good job. You didn't even get to Carol Baskin then, who was by far the worst person I think I've ever seen on Dancing with the Stars in history, like around Kim Kardashian level. I think we could have predicted that. Just <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, we're, we're almost there. October 13th. Every day, as I said, we wake up, we're closer. But we have some other Bachelor news happening, including some more content to digest coming up, including Ben Higgins, season 20 Bachelor himself, is writing a book, Alone in Plain Sight, Searching for Connection When You're Seen and Not Known. Thoughts? I have so many thoughts. Um, I was looking at it earlier because obviously I knew that we were going to be talking about it. And the cover's very dark and depressing. Like I, I don't, I don't even want to use that word, but it's very, it's not really what I was expecting when I clicked on it. Good for Ben for wanting to share his story in terms of maybe he could potentially help other people. But I just feel like, how can you release a book and not talk about The Bachelor if that's where you got your platform and that's how people know who you are? Like it just seems kind of weird to me. And that feeling of rejection that he talks about, like that. He, 
why are we talking about it now when like you're about to get married and you're happy in a relationship? Like, it's just kind of weird to me. I know that he struggled with it for a long time. I also don't know how someone like this has had problems with rejection because he is so attractive and such a nice person. But I don't know if if that's a topic for another day. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like he should be talking about The Bachelor in saying that in the most respective way possible because I do understand the fact of wanting to help other people I just can't ever see myself buying this book or even wanting to read it yeah I mean I agree I think we all know I where I stand on um, reading in general it's pretty much sleazy tell-all or bus but I do I, I respect Ben I think he's a great person um it doesn't surprise me that this is the path he's taking but I read Sean Lowe's book back in the day and a lot of his was not really about the show. It was a lot about like his faith and the kind of person he is and his journey in life. But obviously it was called Here for the Right Reasons, America's Favorite Bachelor. So he still had that angle. And I think that he would probably almost reach more people if he leaned into The Bachelor and oh, not falsely advertised that it was like a Bachelor tell-all, but it maybe had a little bit more Bachelor in it to get his message across. Like it makes more sense to me. But either way, happy for Ben. Like you said, the book cover was a lot. Um, I hope he's, you know, doing, I think he's okay um, and doing well. It's a serious book matter. So I guess that makes sense. But, you know, we're not going to get a tell-all from Ben, but we might be getting one from Pilot Pete. I, w- I want this one to happen. Like, I want to get, like, I think that if this is all, if they're just waiting for those NDAs to be up or their contracts to be up for them to start talking about it, please fast forward to that period in time. Because I feel like they have, him meaning him and Kelly have so much bottled up inside of them in terms of what really happened like I just feel like his season is so so much happened and we don't really fully know what happened so I'm here for that book and that kind of goes to show that like the Ben Higgins book I'm not in his audience like target audience for that but if Peter released a book like I would buy it yeah let me as long as Barb as long as Barb doesn't get any of the money I'll buy it um, you know, 100% Barb would be writing the foreword. That's not even like a question. <laughs> I was watching her on Instagram live last night. I'll get into that in a second. But first, so Peter, this all started like a week ago. Peter um, posted a picture of him and Kelly on Instagram. Obviously, we know they've been together since April going strong. Um, and somebody responded, happy y'all are together, but I wasted my time on this season. And Peter replied, I'll explain myself one day. There's so much no one knows about it yet. And it's about to get good. And then when someone asked for more details, he just responded March 15th, 2021. And of course, on Instagram and Reddit and all the place where the Bachelor sleuths live, they have, you know, figured out that that is likely the date when Peter's NDA with ABC is up because that is around the year anniversary of his season and ending. So some people think that he's writing a tell-all book. Other people think maybe he's just going to do some like big interview. I don't know what it's going to be, but I do kind of love that he just threw that date out there like so nonchalantly and is getting us all hyped up for another countdown for when this NDA is up. Because we know Colton wrote his book before his NDA was up, which I found very silly. I definitely think. I mean, now, if we could have gotten a NDA free Colton book, we could have have we could have so many more answers to everything that's going on in his life right now. I mean, I want a Cassie oh. book at this point, but we'll get oh, to that yeah. in a second. I yeah. just want to say that Sarah's, one of Sarah's sole purposes in life is to read these books so you don't have to. There are thank so you, many buddy. books that I haven't read because I didn't need to because of Sarah. So I just want to thank you for that. Wow. Thank you so much for recognizing all my hard work. <laughs>
Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Peter and Kelly. It's still pretty confusing um, exactly how they got together. And Kelly has dropped a few other little nuggets on her Instagram story about how the show made it seem like that she, the show told Peter that Kelly wasn't interested in him. So basically saying that she was on the show because she liked Peter, but she wasn't really getting like really into the competitiveness of being on the show. So then in turn, producers told Peter that Kelly wasn't really there for him and wasn't interested in him to not give him her the time of day. But she's claiming that that's not true. She just didn't like really want to be, you know, like mud wrestling or whatever the hell they were doing on those dates. (laughs) So I think that it should be, it would be very interesting to hear from them. Yeah. And there's so many things I want to know still to this day. Like, did we really get a solid answer on why Kelly Flanagan was at the after the final rose special and just sitting up in the audience, like high up did get some press shots. So they obviously sent her there and brought her in there and took pictures of her, but we never really got full answers on why she was there. It's just, I have so many questions. I think I will forever. I mean, I don't think for a fan to say that Peter like wasted their time. It's that's definitely like a hot take on it. But I also think that what would a season be without all of, the, all of this drama happening it would just be smooth sailing and I don't know if we would have as much to talk about so I don't know Peter was definitely annoying to me but I think that he did give us tea and is still there's still tea coming out from his season and we're gonna get something next year so I don't know we'll see I, I agree I love how honest you are um and I, I totally agree it, it, it is easy to say oh he was a waste of a season I can't believe like they met before the show and now they're together and we, we put Hannah Ann and Madison through all of that but this quarantine probably wouldn't have been the same if it wasn't for those pictures of Peter and Kelly popping up in um Chicago and now I got Barb on Instagram live live from Kelly's apartment um talking about how much she loves his family and Peter commenting like jokingly like what's your skincare routine and Barb not really realizing it was Peter so she started giving her skincare routine on this Instagram live last night it was truly the content I actually needed I I, I need more from Barb I know you don't but I, I want more so I wanted to write the forward of the book I want a Barb chapter um, and that was a really good point like you said about the after the final rose we still never found out why Kelly was there and I would love to know. So maybe she can write some chapters. There's there's a lot there if Peter wants to take back the narrative. Also, you just said that you wanted more of Barb. Why don't you buy a cameo from her? Because I just don't want to spend $59, which is has been her consistent rate um, since the two price increases that, of course, we have documented on this yes. podcast every week yeah. as, as our duty. Here for the right reasons, listeners. It's a great time to prioritize you and commit to staying on top of your health. And a great way to support your health is through taking vitamins. The vitamin aisle can be overwhelming. It's hard to know what you need and where to start. But if you're looking for an easy change, Care Of can make taking your vitamins and supporting your health goals attainable. Care Of makes buying the right vitamins easy. All you have to do is go to their website and take a great little quiz that asks you some health questions and what your health goals are. Care Of will create a personalized packet of vitamins for you. It's hassle-free, and you get a vitamin solution that is just for you. Care Of's new line, the Skin and Hair Collection, helps you work on your beauty goals from all angles with a combination of targeted ingredients for hair, skin, and nails. I took the quiz and was impressed by how easy and quick it was, and my personal recommendations were for vitamin D and keratin. Care Of is focused on quality science and research that goes into each of their products. Their vitamins and protein powders are made of real ingredients you can recognize, like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan sea salt. For 50% off your first Care of order, 
Go to TakeCareOf.com and then enter code USWEEKLY50 for 50% off your first care of order. Again, all you have to do is go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code USWEEKLY50. That's U-S-W-E-E-K-L-Y-5-0. Well, another couple we're mourning is Becca and Garrett, Becca Kufrin, um, and she went on her podcast and confirmed the split like we know. And then the week, a week later, she was talking about they were her and Rachel Lindsay were just answering random questions and talking about how Becca moved to L.A. And she seems to be like living her best life in L.A. She said, I'm single now that I can say that it's easier to talk about where I'm at. I'm 30. I may be ready to be OK with not having to throw all my eggs in one basket, per se. I'm just trying to enjoy the experience that life and dating have to offer. I feel like it's weird. I'm in a magical spot right now. Maybe it's the fact that I just moved to L.A. and I'm in this new chapter, but it feels like magic. And I, I love to hear that. She's in such a good place and feeling after such a tumultuous summer of are her and Beck Garrett still together? What's going on with their drama over the Black Lives Matter movement and police support and just so much like bizarre bachelor meets like like uh politics and mm-hmm. you know i felt bad for her all year all summer it felt like people were talking about her and now she's kind of ready to talk about it and she's single and she's ready to mingle question mark like i don't you like hearing that she's like in a good spot yeah i really like hearing that she's a good in a good spot and i also think it's great that you know she touches upon her age when she talks like she's 30 like there's no reason to feel like she's behind in life or anything like it just goes to show that you can be 30 years old make a big move like that out to los angeles where it is sort of a bachelor nation hub and also there's probably plenty of opportunities for her to host for her to be on more podcasts and you know do different correspondent projects i think that it's really good for her and i i'm super happy for her like i i can only imagine how excited she is now that like you said had such a bad year especially summer with I think she was sort of in between a rock and a hard place for she wanted to make her relationship work but his views were so strong and his views were also very controversial and if she stayed with him too she would probably lose a fan base maybe lose some respect from other people so I think that it's good that she can just start fresh and start over and she got the Neil the Neil Lane ring so she has that this year is just getting better and better for her you're right. Getting better and better. I hope she sells it and buys herself something really pretty. Maybe that's how she paid for her move to LA. I'm just kidding. I'm not starting that rumor. Um, she <laughs> hasn't confirmed what she has done with the ring. Um, but I, I imagine you would want to sell it. Like, what would you do? I guess it's like, could be your one like keepsake from the show, but you're never going to wear it. Like, that'd be weird. Right. I just like, what, know how I am as a person too. I would 100% wait to that date to keep it. Same. Like I would, I just can, I will openly admit that I would wait till that date, whenever that contract was up to keep that ring. Why would you wait like a month before and lose out on all of that money? Like, I just don't, I just feel like it's common sense to just stick it out a little bit longer. I totally agree. I mean, I also like, listen, we critique, judge, whatever you want to call it, talk about, discuss, analyze, overanalyze everything these people do. But mm-hmm. I'm the first one to say, if I had bachelor type followers, I'd be writing the tell-all. I'd be selling the new lane ring. I'd be going on the bachelor greatest seasons ever and getting my catch up with Chris Harrison for two minutes to get my name back on there. Like, I don't blame them for any of this. So like, even as we go into a new season, like we're about to meet some thirst monsters on Claire's season of the show. And they might be right. thirstier than ever because they had to sit through quarantine before they got their moment. But at the same time, like, I just feel like I would, I would be, I'd be the thirstiest one on the season too. 
Right. And that's totally, I mean, we're, there's no way around the thirstiness. Like we're going to see that as every single year goes on that this show happens. That's just the pattern that things have been going in with, you know, if you go on this show, you like immediately get at least 300,000 followers. I feel like that's about, you know, between like one and five, depending on how, you know, popular you were on the show. So thirst is a factor with people going on these days. Claire's, like you said, are probably thirsty one because they're in quarantine. So they're like thirsty for any interaction, I'm assuming with another person, but also because like, how could you not? It's just, this show is fueled by thirst. It really is. And yeah, it's the bachelor's fueled by thirst and love. Mm-hmm. So it's the here for the right reasons podcast. We're all fueled by right. thirst and love. Super thirsty. Um, well, a new, another new thing to look forward to is bachelor nation's podcast themselves. We have Tasha who's our half bachelorette, not that ABC has acknowledged that at all publicly, Hannah Ann, who we, we stand here, and Grocery Store Joe, question mark, as a panel of a new podcast for The Bachelor called Clickbait. Now, when I initially saw this, my first question was, why is Joe included in this panel? My second right. question was, why are they, Tasha's like the now on the cover of a new podcast, but they're still not even calling her The Bachelorette. I thought that was kind of strange timing. And my third thing was clickbait. So they're going to just try to take anything that any outlet says and take back the narrative, which I think is just ironic because at the same time, these Bachelor podcasts, whether it's an official one or, you know, Ben and Ashley or whoever, they all send clips to media outlets. They want to get picked up. They want their show to be successful. So I just find it a little Mm -hmm. ironic that they're going to try to probably take back the narrative when they are also, in fact, leaning into it by giving us more content to, if they want to call it clickbait, turn into news stories, right? Like, am I wrong? Well, that was what also confused me besides for Grocery Store Joe. I just think that that's the massive elephant in the room. Why is this person involved? But I also- um, Which no shade feel... to Joe. I love Joe. I'm just No, I think, I think Joe is great, but I also feel like with his breakup from Kendall, part of it was to like get back to that Chicago lifestyle of, you know, having his grocery stores, whatever. And- just living like a normal guy. I know a lot of people from Chicago and they're obsessed with it and they will like no, never go anywhere else. So I just feel like that's kind of like the vibe there too. But I also was confused that it's about news stories. So it's not necessarily like breaking down Bachelor Nation news. Like they were more so talking about celebrities and then they're going to have a celebrity guest come on every week, which that would be like, I'm excited for it if they actually get good people. Um, but it was kind of confusing. It's like, why are you guys now jumping into regular celebrity gossip like I just have so many questions about it um I think clickbait is a good headline but shouldn't it be like clickbait with Tasha Bowl? like it's just like very standard clickbait I don't know I definitely have thoughts on it but grocery store Joe was definitely an interesting pick but I love that Hannah Ann is involved love that she's involved because we know that she'll say whatever she's thinking um she's super authentic and candid which I feel like we saw more so after Peter's season more so than when she was on and yeah I just I'm gonna listen or maybe you can listen to it and write an article about it and then I can just read that instead of listening to for 45 minutes um sounds like what's probably gonna happen I'm sensing a pattern here Kelly (laughs) yes laziness is the is the theme (laughs) Yes. Um, I mean, that's cool, though, obviously, um, you know, that The Bachelor, it's kind of interesting to just to see how the show overall 
the path they took and how kind of long it took for them to sort of launch their own wines, launch their own podcast with Becca and Gar- and um, Rachel, just because these are things that people were doing surrounding The Bachelor, you know, drinking wine on Monday nights, making merch, having shows about it. And now they're kind of finally caught up and doing it themselves. It only took like 20 years. Wait, that just made me think. So if you had, if you had just gone on The Bachelor and you had, you can do anything you wanted to like keep yourself relevant and keep going, what would you do? Because you just said merch and I would 100% drop a merch line. Like that's like my dream. So I would definitely do that if I was a Bachelor person. What about you? Well, I mean, I would have to hope that I said some sort of iconic phrase that I could sell on shirts because I have a Corinne's nanny shirt that someone brought me or like I need a Raquel or something that I, because Corinne like had a, had a store online and I was gifted something from it so I'd probably do that if I had any phrases that were worth selling you definitely Um, would 100% um and then yeah I don't know I'd probably either try to get on one of the iHeartRadio podcasts or get on one of the basketball podcasts maybe try to host like an after show on YouTube I don't know I would definitely try to just do everything and see what sticks and obviously right would you be thirsty enough would you be thirsty enough to go on a bachelor in paradise uh yeah a hundred percent. Are you kidding? That's not even thirsty. That's actually called no. It should be called thirst in paradise. One hundred percent. Yeah, but they get all the free bathing suits to wear. It's like honestly a dream for the girl yeah. because they like are setting up their future like for the next year at least. Like whether they have a man or not, they're getting like ads left and right. True. Well, on a serious note, before we get to my fun chat with Sean and Catherine, which by the way, Sean told me that he was offered to go to that Pennsylvania resort and give Matt James advice, but turned it down because he was going to have to quarantine. So that was an interesting little nugget that we know that they are trying to get everything together. And that season is supposed to start filming any day now. I know you're so excited exciting. about Matt James. Yes, I love Matt James. I'm excited for that. We saw now he has a collab with uh, Chopped, Chopped too. Yes. That's great. He's just making money moves right now. I, I respect he, it. He's going to be probably end up being like one of the most profitable bachelors ever because he had a platform before the show. And mm-hmm. when it afterwards, like it's just only going to be bigger. Happy for him. Hopefully, hopefully he finds a wife too. But either way, he's set. So on a serious note, obviously last week we talked a lot about Cassie Randolph and Colton Underwood's um, the restraining order that she filed against him. And there is no really major update because they are going to be in court on October 6th. Um, but we know that Cassie was obviously granted the restraining order. Colton has to stay 100 yards away from her and her house and everything at all times. But she did return to Instagram after like a week and a half. And she posted a photo from the beach and she wrote, be like the moon and inspire people even when you're far from full. And what caught my eye about this is I always immediately go to the comments, right? And I was wanted, I wanted to see one, how Bachelor Nation, meaning alums and her friends were commenting, but also Bachelor Nation viewers, because I was wondering just what, you know, if people were going to be mean, if people were going to be nice, what the vibe was. And overall, um, it looked really supportive, which I thought was great because obviously, you know, the last thing Cassie needs right now is trolls in her comment section yelling at her or mm-hmm. defending Colton. So I saw a lot of positive people sending her love, which I thought was great. And two people from Colton's season st- stood out to me who commented, which were Sydney, who responded, this pic and caption are perfect. And then Elise wrote, love that smile and you. She was the redhead. Um, and then there was a bunch of other just prominent people from Bachelor, um, Desiree, Ari Leindyke's wife, Lauren. Um, and a few of the girls from Peter's season just like giving hearts and telling her she was an inspiration. 
And I thought that that was nice to see what was, what's your, and obviously still silence from Colton besides the initial statement from his rep saying that this is a legal matter and he will not be commenting. So what was your take on, on all of this? When like we see those news articles come through, there's always that shock factor. And there definitely was for this. It's completely, situations are completely unrelated, but it kind of reminds me of how I felt when I saw those um, reports coming in about Jerry from cheer. It's like, how is the news from this year just continuing to get wilder and wilder and just things that you wouldn't expect? Um, We've definitely talked about it together before, especially on this podcast, where I think that, you know, Colton did seem overly into her. Um, It wasn't as reciprocated, but for there, some of the tidbits, like the text messages and the stuff about him loitering like outside her house, like that's just really creeps me out. Um, And if in his mind, in any way, he thought that that was going to be a way to get her back. Like, I just feel like maybe there's going something going on there deep down, because if I was in that situation, it would further, like, I would just be like, get away from me. So I just think that it's sad that she had to, it had to get to this point to the point where she had to get like, like lawyers involved and that sort of thing. I just, I feel for Cassie. It's a scary situation. I'm just very intrigued to know like how Colton is going to handle it, how Colton's team is going to handle it. Um, I saw a lot of comments in our, on our actually us weekly Instagram saying that like Colton's career is over. I mean, I think that that's who's going to want to work with him with all of these allegations out and, you know, the restraining order was granted. Who's going to want to work with him. Bachelor's for sure. Not going to want to be bringing him on to give advice to other people. So it's going to be really interesting to see how it all plays out, but giving everyone the benefit of the doubt in the situation, obviously there's allegations, but I just, I feel for Cassie. I think it's a scary situation. I agree. I, I feel for Cassie too. Um, and it's terrifying. And I hope that if, you know, Colton maybe can get some sort of help to know that this isn't normal. If, you know, everything she's accusing him of is true. It should be interesting to see, like you said, what happens with him. Um, but I'm happy that as far as her social media, you know, she's slowly coming back because she shouldn't have to hide either. Like, that's not fair. That's not a way to live your life. She obviously has a huge following and fan base and probably projects in the works. And, you know, her life shouldn't, she shouldn't have to hide amid all of this. So I'm happy she came back to Instagram and that people were being nice to her. And hopefully this, you know, there's some sort of resolution on October 6th, whether that's extending the restraining order or, you know, Colton getting help. I don't really know. I don't know the ins and outs of, of court dates, but I'm probably going to find out because I will be watching. Definitely. And I also thought it was interesting that with her, where she broke her silence with her Instagram post, not necessarily breaking her silence because she didn't say anything about what's going on, but I'm surprised she did have her comments on because people on Instagram are brutal. Like as we've seen with like RS weekly account and, you know, with celebrity accounts and bachelor nation accounts, like she, it's nice that she did get a lot of support in Bachelor Nation. People were commenting, but if I were her, I probably would have kept the comments off just to like, I can just move forward and not be having other people from other places, like be saying mean things. Like she knows what happened. He knows what happened. So as of right now, it's just pure speculation on our end and other people's end. So I guess until the court, until the court date actually happens, like we won't really truly know what's going on behind closed doors. But I like Cassie. I'm a Cassie stan. So hoping the best for her. Yeah, I agree. Um, And that's why I immediately went to the comments and I was like, oh my God, like, 
I hope people aren't like attacking her or anything mm-hmm. insane because you never know. But it seemed pretty positive, which was which was nice to see. I mean, as someone who has one troll on the internet, one in, one one entire person who thinks I'm you and is attacking me <laughs> for posting um, thirst traps of bachelor contestants on us with his Instagram and says I have an obsession with Sean Booth. They don't understand that they're misdirecting their anger. So I can't right. imagine having millions of people saying anything about me when there's one. I'm so I, sorry, Sarah. You know. Because I posted I, a Sean Booth uh, post today, so brace great. yourself. Great. I'm sure I will be attacked within moments, but I can handle it because it's absurd. Um, yeah. But anyway, enough about me, enough about us. You guys want to hear from Sean and Catherine because they are bachelor royalty. Um, they have been married for several years now. They have three adorable children, and we talk all about um, some a little bit of reminiscing of Sean's season of the show. I got to ask Catherine the question I've always wanted to ask her, which is, does she forgive him for not giving her any group date roses? Because that's been on my mind forever. Um, and we talked about Claire's season. We talked about Caitlyn and Disney with the Stars and all the reality TV that they have been on before. So here is my chat with Sean and Catherine. Well, first of all, I mean, how does it feel to be the only Bachelor couple in the traditional sense that are still going strong? Because we lost a few over the summer. <laughs> but you guys are we, – we have all the confidence in you, obviously. Yeah. Uh... Honored? Is that the right word? Yeah. It's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we haven't known anything different, so and we're not on the rocks or anything, so it's just the same thing as normal. As, um, you know, a former lead, does it surprise you at all that there are now three couples in the Bachelor universe that have, you know, found success with the switcheroo at the end? <laughs> oh, gosh. That um, is terrifying. You know, I can, I can definitely sympathize with Jason and Ari because... I know how when you're isolated as the lead and you have no one to talk to, you have no friends or family, I can see how it would be confusing. Now, thank God I didn't have that confusion at the end, but I I can definitely sympathize with them. Um, So I I guess I can see how that's possible. And I'm just glad it's obviously worked out for the two of them and they both have beautiful families now. But yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and now we have Peter added to the list with his fifth place person and they seem happier than ever so who are we to judge? I'm, out, I'm out of the loop there wait peter peter the, peter the pilot yes okay yes there you go gotcha he is dating someone he actually met before the show but then she came on the show and he didn't pick her she went home before hometowns and now they're dating all right good for you peter <laughs> i guess <laughs> well Catherine, from your perspective as someone who was a contestant on the show do you like feel like you would have ever been able to get over that initial hump of not being quote unquote chosen in that moment? Yeah, I mean, eventually. I mean, it was eight years ago, but I feel yeah. like I feel like the 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 night or right when I came um, into that scenario, whether whether I was going to get chosen or not, I was like, you know what? He would be a great supplement to my life, but I also have a very good life at home. So I was kind of already at peace with the fact that you know what? I have so many blessings. I get to be with my mom all the time. I have a great job. I have great friends. So I think I was not prepared to be dumped, but I think I kind of had that, you know, it, it's not a for sure thing. So I think I would have gone over it. But, it was- <laughs> but if I come back. Yeah. Would you have been able to forgive him and take oh, him back? Oh, we're talking about the switcheroo, but yeah, that's me. I, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I'd be pissed. What are you talking about? I'd be pissed. It would take me a while. It would take me a while. Especially because, like, sometimes it takes longer, right? So, like, this four months that these people have. She would have been so happy. I'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> you would have never lived it down. 
<laughs> obviously it's so funny because I mean your lives are so different and it worked out obviously you have three beautiful kids but it's just like a funny you know what if game oh, yeah. weird I've never thought about that <laughs> I'm glad I could ask you a new question <laughs> well something that I think about all the time and I always ask people from Bachelor Nation is why do the bachelorettes have more success than the bachelors because girls have good instincts they don't I, I also, there's multiple factors. I think girls have really good instincts. Usually the people they know in the beginning they're interested in and have a really connection with, those are the ones that stay for the long haul. Um, and the men, I think for like the outside people, like people that are watching, like the viewers, they usually uplift the couple as a couple instead of like looking at the bachelor as an, one entity. So like he, they're watching him the whole season. They're like, oh, I want to be with that lead. I want it. So it feels like there's more um, di like disconnection with the couple as a unit. Whereas I feel like girls are used to like, oh, well, he'd be perfect for her. And look at this. And I think there's, I think there are multiple factors, but those two are some of the ones I have. That's a theory. That's, a that's interesting. I've never heard that, but that's true. I guess we're more willing to root for maybe the female lead to find her man versus the guy we want for ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. And you're like, oh, that might not work because we see the backs, like we see more about what she's like behind. I don't know. It's all theory. <laughs> um, it's all a big social experiment. Um, do either of you know Claire at all? No, no, we've met her once at Good Morning America and she seemed really sweet, but I'm super excited for uh her two episodes. Her season, their season. I'm excited. <laughs> whatever's happening, I'm excited. <laughs> I know. Are you guys in the loop? Did you get the call from Palm Springs? I mean, everybody popped up there. <laughs> oh, I was jealous. I'm like, I want to go to the resort. The resort. <laughs> yeah, it was a resort. Right. And I think that's another interesting factor. Do you think it could possibly be an advantage or a disadvantage to take the travel aspect out of the show? It, it would certainly be a lot less fun. For Tra as a contestant? Traveling was the whole reason I did the show. I think Catherine... Uh, did as well for just the experience of traveling the world and that was a blast we got to do so many cool things so I think personally I would have gone crazy had I sat in the same hotel room at the same resort for 11 weeks but I feel like the it, it'll be more focused on her and not the excitement of like the dates and all that stuff so hopefully it ends up being really good but I'm sure Bachelor has something up their sleeve to make it really exciting for us to watch yeah, I mean, it's a really huge resort with like a thousand pools. So I'm sure it probably feels like a different location, but it's, you know, just another difference for this season in the Corona time. In general, with the switch up, we don't really know what's going on between Claire and Tasha and the whole thing, but the show just keeps outdoing itself, right? With, with the plot twists. One, do you think that they're going to be able to keep that up? And two, do you miss the more traditional kind of endings or are you here for the, for the plot twists? I'm okay with it. I'm fine. I think they're fun to watch. And um, the editing gets, I mean, I think everything has been super consistent in terms of wanting to watch. So whether they've evolved or not, I think they do a really good job. And it's been on for how long? And they're like the Close only, to 20 years? Yeah. And in like this if category, you don't, they're the only ones. If you don't like, change it up, eventually it's just going to die. Like American Idol or Dancing with the Stars. I know they're kind of fading out. American Idol went out and came back, but... Like, people just get tired of the same old, same old. So I, I think throwing in some twists makes it more fun. I mean, at this rate, your kids are going to have the chance to go on the show. How does <laughs> let's, let's hope oh, not. <laughs> would, what would you say? I say yes, he says no. no. Why is that? I just want my kids to meet their future spouses the traditional way. They don't need 
all the craziness of the all the documentation that was fun everyone documents everything now got a phone what? see like oh here's our first kiss let's <laughs> yeah. make out no well Catherine, i know i read somewhere that you had the show edited to be just like your story which i think is the greatest thing ever i mean okay i was chill about it and cool about it in the process watching it back i think i deserve to have one without him my husband the father of my children making out with multiple other people there's everything else is there group dates and all that stuff like i want to relive it i just don't want to you know i i'm normal okay yeah. absolutely did you watch the the greatest seasons ever condensed version mm -hmm. yeah and did you enjoy yeah we haven't seen it since it aired so it was nice to watch that and then our kids got to be on it. i mean that was my most exciting part and all the girls looked so good in their um interviews afterward like our season looks very good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Catherine, you wrote a beautiful post around that time about diversity on the show and how, you know, you felt that maybe you were there to check a box, but obviously it turned into so much more. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Cause I thought it was just like so well written. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I guess I was just kind of trying to be transparent about it because one, I didn't think that he, one, he would choose me um just because of like us on paper we don't make sense at all so i was like well i'm attracted to him i wouldn't have gone on the show if i didn't think that i could be interested in him um but i knew that they probably cast me like one of the factors maybe was that i was ethnic um and i was at peace with it because i love my heritage and i um you know love showing exposure and to, to other types of faces but I really counted myself out because of that fact and because I thought, you know, he'd probably be interested in blondes and all this stuff. So I kind of put what I thought on him and he proved me wrong. And I think that the show giving more girls, uh, more diverse girls an opportunity on the show has been, obviously for me, I've, I've loved it because I got to show my family and background and knowing that he might not have chosen it until they kind of put me on the show. So and you got I'm a happy. husband and three kids. I got a husband and three kids and a beautiful life now. So I'm very happy that the bachelor chose me, even though it might have just been to check off. That's right. And we're obviously moving, you know, in a better direction with Matt James, with Tasha. Um I mean it was about time, right? Like it's good to just Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to see um, you know, just to more exposure. I think that's that's good and just to just to see other people represented. Um, I have to ask you guys about Dancing with the Stars because Sean, you know, as a, as an alum. Um, That's right. I am an alum, I guess. We have Caitlin on now, which is exciting. We know she wanted to be on the show for years. She was amazing in the premiere. I don't know if you saw it, but I mean, first of all, what's harder being The Bachelor, being on Dancing with the Stars? And second, what is your, you, oh, they always call you in for advice, right? On The Bachelor. What is your sage advice for Dancing with the Stars? Oh, gosh. Be better than I was. That's my advice. <laughs> yeah, I would, to answer your question, Dancing with the Stars is way harder. Bachelor was actually fun, uh, you know, with the travel and all that stuff. It's, it's a lot of fun. Dancing with the Stars just felt stressful the whole time, but that's probably because I'm not a natural dancer. Dancing with the Stars looks really hard from an outsider's yeah, perspective. Yeah, it was. And I had heard rumors like you have to practice 10 hours a day. I didn't really think that was true until I was thrown into it. And you really practice 10 hours a day. It's exhausting. Do you think that the no live audience has a positive or negative 
play and how it works for them now? That's a great question. I would say negative because it takes away some of that energy. Um, obviously, you still have the energy of knowing it's on live TV, but the, the audience, that was just a cool atmosphere. Uh, that was one of my more enjoyable parts of, of the show. And what, what's your advice for Caitlin? Just be better? Be better than me. <laughs> well, yeah, she, easy. Sorry. She's a natural dancer. Yeah. So she, she's doing great. I'm have so fun. Okay, well, before I let you guys go, I have a little bit of bachelor confession game for you to answer. You can expand or give me one word, if that's cool okay. with you. Yep. Okay, first of all, Catherine, have you forgiven Sean for not giving you a group date rose? Yes. <laughs> In the moment during that, was it, like, frustrating, or was it, like, you weren't even worried about that? I didn't care, because, again, I, I was like, he's not going to like me. I'm having fun, whatever. I, I took everything that he said to me, which is sad at the time, but made sense, with a grain of salt. I was like, he's telling other people he's crazy about them. Whatever. Who cares? Who cares if you get a group date rose or if you get a rose at the end? Who cares? And Sean, what was your, in the, in the group date rose process, did it feel like pressure that you wanted to like send her a sign or were you just like, I don't know, I don't know what to do. I'm just tanning these out. Uh, yeah, it was more of what did I get myself into? I don't know what I'm doing. Let's hand them out. But uh, yeah, I, there was never any fear that Catherine was going to go home in my mind. Confident. Um, can you tell us at least one thing you guys talked about in the fantasy suite? Oh, gosh. Uh, maybe Nerd Girl. Future Families? Yeah. Nerd Girl? The Nerd song? Girl, yeah. There was a song he liked to call me nerdy. And there was a song. Who was it by? Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. And so we just sang Nerd Girls. I mean, we, again, we, we're like... I think we talked... Fantasy Suite people. No, we, we did talk about what our future family would look like. And... and Fun things friends, like that. Like yeah. hanging out with his friends and stuff like that. Normal things that we kind of both wanted to just get back to what we enjoy, which is like being homebodies and being comfortable. So as much as we enjoyed like the dates, we were super excited to just be together. That's so cute. Um, most memorable limo entrance of all time. Oh, of all time? Of all time. Whatever pops into your head. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe Jeff Holm was a big one. Uh, there's a ton. They were like, on a skateboard. How's that? I know, but he like. No, I remember it. Yeah, remember. Uh, her friend Robin on yeah, my she, season tried to do that backflip and landed on her head. That was pretty memorable. Yeah, it was. I'm sure there's way more memorable ones, but that's what comes to mind. I ask people that question a lot, and my next one, which is most cringeworthy moment of all time, and someone recently said the backflip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Robin, she's at her wedding. They can be both. They're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> Oh, it's all good now. Um, most devastating breakup. Mm. What uh, was it? Mesnick when when Jason oh. started bawling like a baby. Was that when he sent? When he, I think when he sent Molly home. Yeah. So that, then, yeah. I think that would have to be top of the list for me. Um. Yeah. I didn't watch that season. But, <laughs> um. I don't know. That works. Actually, just as cringeworthy, maybe worse. My good friend. Ari, oh, that's true. Who broke up with her and like wouldn't leave her alone when she wanted distance. That yeah. was hard to Ari watch. You know, and I Sean, love Ari. God bless him, but that was hard to watch. Sean, like I said, they always bring you in for advice, but your close friends are the ones who seem to, <laughs> to need Nobody more. takes my advice. I don't know. It's probably not worth much. <laughs> I um, know. I, they asked, and sadly, I was, they asked me if I wanted to give mad advice. Which again, my advice is not worth much, but I would have had to quarantine for a week and I'm not prepared to leave the family for a week, so. He would love that. Would well, love what, that. what advice do you want to give him now? You can give it to him through Us Weekly. Oh gosh. Uh, 
What advice would I give Matt James? First of all, Matt's awesome. I re- I've, I got to talk to him and he's incredible and I love him and, and uh, I know we'd be just best friends if he lived here in Dallas. I think he's going to be great. I would say my biggest piece of advice would be don't let all the stuff after the show distract you from who you choose because it's super easy to allow that to happen and you think you're a big shot because you're on all these shows and everyone wants your attention and you're getting paid money for this and that but it's all about the woman and that's what needs to be your main priority. Nice. Okay. I have two more quick ones. Yes. What is the, what was the most fun reality show to film and what was the least fun reality show to film? Cause you guys have dipped your toe in a few. <laughs> yeah. We've done some family, bad ones. I'll say family feud was definitely the funnest. Okay. My opinion. Family feud was fun. Super fun. Uh, I did. Steve hilarious. I did Worst Cooks. That was fun that was with uh, Rachel Ray and Chef Ann. That was a lot of fun. And then we did. You don't even want to say what I think I said. Marriage Boot Camp was awful. It was terrible. So was Wife Swap. Those were I Wife Swap. Wife Swap. Uh, the marriage boot camp fascinates me because I feel like a lot of bachelor people do it, but it's like I don't even know if people need marriage boot. They they need counseling at the time, or it's just we like, were the only married people on marriage yeah. boot camp. We didn't know we didn't know what we had signed up for. That was clearly just a money grab on our part, and we immediately regretted it. Yeah, just serve me is our biggest takeaway. Oh, amazing! And the last one, most surprising, pleasantly surprising relationship that has lasted in bachelor. Kind of a shady question, but it can be a nice thing. Pleasantly surprising. Yeah, that's a what you got. I don't know. I mean, I think I think that the the ones who have withstood everything, I think they're all surprising, just because it's every factor is against you at the end of the season. So I feel like everybody's equally. And that season with the Filipino girl who thought she was just there to check a box, and then the guy shows her. I that surprised that me. Filipino girl. <laughs> I was like, Kayla Quinn. Oh, not Kayla Quinn. Okay. Oh my God, that is so good. Well, thank you guys so much for humoring me with all of my bachelor questions. Is there anything else you want us weekly to know about your partnership or what's going on with, with your lives? Yeah, I mean, we're, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, we're super stoked to be partnered with Oshkosh. They're celebrating 125 years, which in itself is incredible. I've been wearing it for like 34 <laughs> of those 125 years. I should definitely have some equity in that company. <laughs> the amount of money, or maybe my mom yeah, should. The amount of money she spent on Oshkosh overalls. But. but you will see us in continuing to match in Oshkosh overalls all over the place. It's timeless, and it's always cute on kids and adults. Yeah, but they've updated, they've updated their new uh, or their classic look. And one of the fun facts, their Gemma wash is what they use now for their updated modern look. Gemma was on our baby list name. Full circle moment. Maybe you can use it for the fourth baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I've kept all of our Oshkosh from all over the years. Yes, for sure. Thank you to Sean and Catherine, and thank you to Kelly, and thank you to all for listening to another week of Here for the Right Reasons. Don't forget to leave a five-star review on iTunes and come back next week as we inch closer and closer to the premiere of The Bachelorette.